With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN. The Sports Betting Network. We are rolling along here on a Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM alongside Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bonantoni here live from Las Vegas. And um, a lot has come out of these owners meetings yeah. in Arizona um, over the past week, Michael. And including what you just mentioned in the commercial break. Didn't realize how important it was for, for the number zero to be on players' jerseys. I mean, who knew that Jim Otto was popular? I mean, I love Jim Otto, one of the great Raiders of all time, double zero. Like, can you wear double zero or they just have to be a single zero? I think it's just a single, single zero. zero, yes. wonder why you could wear double zero back in the 60s and you can't wear, you know, it's interesting. But, you know, with his little horseshoe on his helmet, Jim Otto, I didn't know zero was a good number to have. And Calvin Ridley came out right away. One of the, He said it? Yep, he said, Mekhi I'm going to be zero. Mekhi Parsons just announced on Twitter that he's going to Is he go officially? I thought I I wasn't sure if they, that he actually was serious about that or if he was. So Parsons too. Yeah, I think Parsons is going to go there too. Okay. Yeah, I mean zero. It's booming. It booming. I think Aaron Rodgers will go to zero if Joe Namath doesn't let him wear twelve. Well, Joe Namath said, but I mean, who knows? Maybe he had the coat on and a couple drinks when he was thinking about it. But he <laughs> said that that if Rodgers came to the Jets, he could wear twelve. But would Rodgers wear twelve? Like, would he, would he? I would think he would want to wear 12 like, no matter where he was. That would right? almost make me feel icky. If to be you're, Joe Namath again? To, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look. The, His jerseys are retired for a reason, right? I don't think players, well, it's a, you could honor the jersey by wearing it, right? True. You know, so, uh, you know, I think it's a way to, to, to really enhance the franchise. Because a lot of people don't remember Joe Namath. I mean, let's. I know he's popular and people see him on TV, but I don't think anybody remembers that what he did, the shot he called against the Colts to be able to predict that Super Bowl, how talented he was going from Beaver Falls, you know, uh, Pennsylvania to Alabama to play at Bear Bryant's offense, you know, to basically throw more interceptions than touchdown passes in his career, you know, it have really have all this talent but have these surgeries on his knees that prohibited him from really being as good as he could be. Well, people got to start watching more NFL films, Michael. It's that simple. I think Get it in is. There. Yeah, I really do. I think it is. I think it's it's part of the allure. It's like when you watch older clips, you see players today. You know, the game has evolved. There's no doubt. The athletes are better. The conditioning, the training is so much better. I mean, they would go to training camp and spend six weeks just trying to get in shape. Now they're in shape. So – 
but the game is still fun to watch. Dick Buckus would be great today. Well, I love that stuff. And I, I mean, as a 49ers fan, I love watching all the old videos of the catch and the great moments at Candlestick and Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Like, I really enjoy that kind of thing. So if yeah, you no. don't watch them, you should. Um, and so speaking of some of these things that have been approved or not um, in some of these meetings, so you have the number zero that comes through. They say the roughing the passer penalty. They're not going to review that. There's no way that was going to get passed because it just takes it. Because now when when things are reviewable, okay, when things are reviewable, they're hesitant to make calls. We just know this, right? We know this. But what I don't understand is why you can rough a kicker and get five yards because, you you know, you get pushed into the kicker, but if you get pushed into the quarterback, it's a penalty. And I think that's what have opened the door up for mm-hmm. reviewing. Mm-hmm. And you said, we talked about this on, on the show the like a week ago um, about, you know, everybody talks about with stopping the game for another reason. Yeah. Like we already have so many stoppages, but I, I wish that that was something that could be reviewed. I'm kind of sad that that, I, I like the expedited review. I don't know about you, but I, I yeah. don't know where it came from, but it, it just appeared. We had this expedited review. Like to me, I don't see why when we see it, if a guy gets pushed in the lower body of a quarterback and the guy ca- doesn't see it from behind, that's not fair to the defense. It's I mean, not. It, it, he got pushed. It wasn't that he, he how, how else was he not going to get there? There are so many rules now that are not fair to the defense though. Right. Like everything's about protecting offensive players. No doubt it is. And you know, and players, when you watch players play now, you know, Julian Love, the safety for the Giants last year, who signed with Seattle, Pete Carroll mentioned that, you know, they're not going to give up on Jamal Adams. He's still part of their team. Yeah, he is because he's going to be a linebacker. He's not going to be a safety anymore. That's why they said the two safeties, Diggs and Love. Love isn't a physical safety. He's a good tackler. He's a low, what we call a low block tackler. He's going to love, but he's the Vogue safety today. You don't need the Ronnie Lott, the Kenny Easley, the dominant safety in the middle of the field for intimidation because they're just going to get too many penalties. Another one of these things that was being discussed was the Thursday night flexing yeah. of the schedule. Um, and also something else that I didn't even realize was part of this was teams opening up to potentially playing two Thursday night games. Yeah. And so, look, Thursdays, one thing about Thursday night is when you get the schedule in May, you know who you're playing on Thursday night, okay? And what they like to do is – because of the shortness of the week, they like to give you an opponent you know. So Carolina, Atlanta. So you have familiarity with, the with it. Right. So there's not a lot of prep. But if they go into launching two games or, or flexing it out, all of a sudden now you don't have that ability to spend the spring or the summer working on an opponent on a short week. So now all of a sudden, say you're Baltimore who never plays – the you know the the Detroit Lions and all of a sudden there's a week and now you've got to play them more mm-hmm. more importantly Philadelphia you know that six back offense isn't easy to get ready for unless you've played it before and all of a sudden now you're Miami and now they're going to put you on Thursday night and you really didn't have a chance to prepare for it or work it in training camp see this is part of the league office they don't understand the plight of the coaches which they could care less they only care about the money and so the plight of the coaches is we got to prepare the team to play so. If I'm playing Philly on my schedule and I work for the Browns, I'm going to prepare in training camp for that six-back offense. Even though we may play them in week seven of the season, we're going to spend some time in training camp trying to figure out how we're going to handle this because you just can't do it the week of the game. Mm -hmm. And for the players the week of, like their whole week 
basically when you normally for a Sunday game are getting into those motions on a Wednesday, that's sped all the way up to Monday and you're not really practicing because you can't because of the bodies. Yeah. So it's, it's just, it's very interesting. That was something that um, I w- I did not realize was going to be part of the conversations with that. Um, and it was, but let, let's be clear here. So he has, tw- there's 28 teams that voted for it. Eight voted against it and two abstained. Okay. So here's, what's going to happen moving forward. We, in the May meeting, the only way this will be proposed as a rule to is if Goodell has all the votes. So the, the commissioner will never put something to the, to the committee or to the, to the membership that he doesn't have the votes. So what's happening now, between now and the next meeting, will be those 10 teams that, that were against mm-hmm. it. He will try to sway those 10 teams somehow, some way to get to 25, to get to 26. Then once he knows he has 26, then he calls for the vote. But he will never call for the vote to get it turned down. You'll never see they turned that down. It'll just go away. It'll just go away. So if it's up for vote in May, it's passing. Okay. Um, obviously, all of these coaches, GMs, everybody's talking to media too. They've got their tables and scrums, and everybody's all surrounding them. Um, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are, are two more guys that spoke to media this week, and of course, they were bombarded with questions about their quarterback situation. And John Lynch said that Purdy, Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, who stepped in as the third-string quarterback and helped lead the 49ers to an NFC Championship appearance and then obviously got got injured with the elbow in that game, um, that he has deserved the right to be the starter in 2023. But as far as the actuality of that happening, what do you believe? I think they wouldn't have signed Sam Darnold if they thought that. I think they would have, because then they come out and say, well, you know, of course, Lynch says, oh, we love John. We, we love Trey Lance. We have great hope. He's really on schedule. He's doing wonderful. He's been doing wonderful behind the scenes for three years. Nobody's ever seen him. The only time he's played, they got to call Jimmy Garoppolo back, you know, so. Well, I told you, he, uh, Brock Purdy played more games last year than Trey Lance has played in four years. Exactly. So don't, so they signed Darnold because they know I know they're all sitting there saying, again, more lies coming out of the owners' meetings. Well, you know, John Jed York said we're happy with the trade, the results. You cannot be happy with the results of the trade based on what you have. You got lucky because you got Purdy. Mm -hmm. But I think Sam Darnold's the safety blanket. I I would be surprised if Sam Darnold doesn't play well for San Francisco. I would be totally surprised because he's athletic. He can – Shanahan makes the offense very quarterback-friendly. He's got great skill. Players that can run with it after the catch, I think he comes in there. And if Purdy's not ready to go, I don't think it'll be Lance. I think it'll be Darnold. Now, Lance will be the backup. Look, if somebody came and offered them something for Lance, I think they would take it. They would not have signed Darnold if they had complete faith. They would have signed somebody or drafted somebody else. Mm Because they would have had, okay, Lance is our guy if Purdy's not ready. And Shanahan said that that Trey Lance and Sam Darnold, at least initially, will be splitting first-team reps this offseason. So he did give insight to that. I'm just curious on the timeline for Brock Purdy and when he'll even be available to start being like himself and coming off an injury like that. How many times have we seen guys get elbow injuries in the season and they're just not the same you know it's gonna be interesting tomorrow we have greg maddox it's a good question to ask greg maddox that's about a the great elbow. point you know because i don't know the velocity that purdy's gonna have on the ball once this surgery comes off and it is tommy john surgery is what he's really had right i think there's that ligament so uh, i i think it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of manifests itself with the velocity on the ball and his comfort with his arm 
you know, one of the things quarterbacks realize is they know I can throw that or I can't throw that. When the windows are too tight, one of the things you know when quarterbacks are kind of at the end of their career, they won't throw, make a throw into a window that they typically had done in the past because they know they can't get it in there anymore. They don't have that velocity to put it in there. That zing. Yeah, that, that zing. Perfect word. So it can be interesting to see what per, how Purdy's arm looks this summer. We won't know because they won't show it to us until it's good. Mm -hmm. The two young quarterbacks both coming in off of injury season ending injuries and, and Sam Darnold to your point, like he knows Christian McCaffrey well from that time in Carolina. Um, he's got weapons offensively that can help make the load easier on him. And he's been, he hasn't really been put in positions for success to this point. In his why career. can't, why can't uh, Sam Darnold have a, re re a resurgence mm -hmm. much like Geno Smith had? Yeah. You know, I mean, we keep thinking back to the day of the Jets, but I think it's unfair. Last year at the end of the year, he threw three interceptions. He played pretty darn good for them. He played good for them last year at the end of the year. They ran the ball more than they threw it, but he played good. The San Francisco 49ers, despite all their questions at quarterback, have one of the highest win totals that have been set on the board at DraftKings. When we come back, we're going to dive into some of the highest and lowest win totals and maybe some gut feelings for some interesting teams here. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni on VSEN, the sports betting network. Listen, guys, just because March Madness is winding down doesn't mean there isn't still plenty to bet on. Baseball's opening day is tomorrow, and VSEN Pro has you covered with our MLB betting guide. We've got power rankings and best bets for the Major League Baseball season. Our experts are also getting geared up for golf's first major of the year at Augusta. This year's upcoming Masters betting guide is going to break down every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today for just 19 bucks at vsin.com slash subscribe. Uh, before the break, we were yeah. talking about the San Francisco 49ers, Michael, and their win total. Let me guess. Let me. I did not look. I promise you I did not look. Their win total is 10 and a half. 11 and a half. Oh, boy. 
Yes, wow. that, which shocked me exclusively because of the quarterback uncertainty. But and look at how they started the year last year. Yes, they finished strong, but, but they, they started the year three and four. Yeah, but they started the year they were hurt, and they started the year under the concept of Lance. And there were some people that thought he was going to be the MVP. By the way, I mean that didn't last very long. But <laughs> you know, uh, they started under that idea. So, so like, now you think they're better that they're split between Lance no, and I don't think they're split Darnold at all. to start? <laughs> I think there's a media perception that they're split. I don't think they're split at all. I think they know Lance isn't ready to play. I think they're very comfortable with they wouldn't have signed Darnold if they want. I okay. mean, they didn't waste time signing Darnold. They signed Darnold immediately. True. They went right out. They knew what they wanted. Kyle made that decision. He got who he wanted. And now they're going to groove him into playing. And they've got a defense that is stronger this year than it was last year. You know, yeah, I love the Hargrave, Javon Hargrave When addition. you add Hargrave into that defense, you know, now all of a sudden it's stronger than it was last year. Greenlaw's still there. You still have Fred Warner. You know, you lost Bosa. the you know, you lost the one kid. They'll get Bosa signed on a contract. They're good. I mean, they're good. And you know, this is funny. They they lose McGlinchey, you know, and it didn't affect the number. Again, the number gets affected by great players. They'll replace McGlinchey. That's not a problem. You can't replace a guy like Hargrave. That's a guy that was elite. Mm -hmm. Coming off a 13-4 and four season NFC championship appearance. So that is tied for the highest win total in the league with Kansas City in the Cincinnati Bengals. The defending champion Chiefs have exceeded this number all five seasons that Patrick Mahomes has been their quarterback. Is it reasonable to say that they'll do it again? Yeah, I think so. I don't know why it wouldn't. 11 and a half's a lot. I mean, look, you know, can the Chargers get better here? You got to think so. You know, the Raiders had a chance to beat them in the game in Kansas City, not the game here in Las Vegas. The Chargers had a chance to beat them in the game in Kansas City. You know, that uh, they've been able to win these close games. I think a lot of that, if you're going to go under, you're saying there's going to be some injuries. Mm -hmm. There's going to be some injuries here on the Chiefs, and you know they lose Frank Clark. I mean that that Frank Clark wasn't a great player for him last year. So well, they lost Tyreek Hill the year before, and everybody thought that they were going to go downhill, and they didn't. In, including me, but they changed the offense. They locked they they lost Tyreek, and they changed and became more of a ball control offense. So I, I look, I, I don't know. When you have Mahomes, it's hard not to think you're going to win 12 out of, out of 17 games. Yeah, despite that being the highest win total, I was like, ah, oh, they can get. They can get that. Well, it, it, a lot of it is injury too, right? It, a yeah. lot of it is how you handle that. Look, that people forget this. The, this team lost to the Colts at home in, in Indianapolis. And they had some games that they were fortunate. And you say, well, the schedule's tougher. Yeah. With any of these AFC teams, the win totals might not always be right because that that AFC has got a lot of good quarterbacks. Whereas if you've got the win total, maybe this is the reason the Niners' win total is so high. Mm -hmm. Who, what quarterbacks? You asked me the question. You said you look at the schedule, and you see. I and, said if I was if I was a player, how I would look at the schedule. And, and I agree, right? And most people do that. But yeah, I'd it, look at the buy, and I'd look at the Thursday night game. That's right. when okay. I would most look at. Most people do that, right? But when you're looking at over unders, you're looking at quarterbacks. Yeah. Who do we play that's good? What quarterback do we play that could beat us? And if you're in the NFC, that's what makes – again, let's go back to Lamar. That's what makes the Lamar thing so maddening is people are making excuses like you got you have Desmond Ryder at quarterback. I mean, now, are you going to draft Anthony Richardson? Okay, if that's your plan, fine. But to me, I, I don't get it. So then you have the Bengals who were 12-4 and four last year, most wins they've had since 2015. Um, their total is also set at 11.5. You have the 10.5 grouping, which is Bills, Eagles, and the Jacksonville Jaguars all set at ten and a half. Wow. 
You know, the to me, I think Jacksonville at ten and a half is a little high. You know, because you got to win eleven to cash that ticket. And I know the AFC South isn't very good, but it's a little bit misleading. You know, I mean, there was a lot of fortunate things that happened. I do think Jacksonville, adding Ridley, if he, Ridley comes back and plays like he did two years ago, not the year in Atlanta that, that he kind of went on IR and he had the mental mm-hmm. issues, he was depressed and all those things. If he plays like he did the year before as, as a true almost number one receiver, I think it makes Jacksonville's offense really good. But once again, where are the injuries? And it's hard to go from good to great. People aren't going to take Jacksonville lightly next year. You know, they're going to spend a lot of time offseason to study their team. That's the other thing is when you're the what, what teams do in the offseason, when you're a playoff team, they spend more time studying you. How do we play them? What are we going to do? How are we going to? It's not in the week preparation. As I was going through some of the win totals this morning, one that struck me as a little bit low and tell me what you think was the Vikings at eight and a half. I thought it'd be nine and a half. I, it's obvious that they're going to have regression from last year. Right. They won so many of those one-score games, games that they probably shouldn't have, but from 13 wins to eight? Well, but look, those... Five-game five I mean, disparity? We could have gone down that road. I mean, they could have had eight wins last year if the couple, a ball bounces the right way. I mean, the, if the Bears had them beat. The Bears are driving down the field. Patrick Peterson strips the ball out of the hands, and the next thing you know, they, they, they were so... L- well, luck. I'm trying to – I'm just thinking out their schedule because they – in that – you know, they get games against the Bears, Aaron Rodgers-less Packers, the Lions who are good but not good great yet. Um, they have crossover games with the NFC South that was the worst division in football last year. Yes, they've made improvements. Yeah. Um, but, like, still a ton of questions, I think. Their three toughest games are the Chargers, Chiefs, and Niners, and they get them all at home. Yeah. So I feel like there's – there's just all I need are nine wins. Yeah, I just need you to go over five hundred. Yeah, I mean that's good. That's a good point. Kirk Cousins second year with the same play caller, which he hasn't really had much. Are they going to be better on defense? Do you think? I mean that's the question. New they, defensive coordinator, so maybe you can't be any worse. <laughs> what are the Browns? What are the Browns' numbers? Uh, let me pull that up real quick. Because I think the Browns have a chance to be better next year. Uh, I think they'll be better coordinated defensively with Schwartz. Uh, I Browns think nine and a half. Nine and a half. That, see, that's a. I mean, that's that shows you the book. So how good the book is, right? They know what they're doing. They they've done this a time or two. They they've done this a few times. <laughs> I mean, it's a really good number. Do I think the Browns get the ten? I would take a risk on that. I do think the Browns will be improved. I really do. We'll see if Deshaun Watson. Um, he's got to be he's better. Actually he's got to be better with the, the whole off season. Yep. Into the offense, they've got players around them. The defense has got to get better. I, I just think, to me, they have to be better. The Steelers' win total last year was seven and a half. They ended up winning nine with the rookie quarterback coming in. This Amazing. year it's set at... Oh, best coaching jobs in the league. Well, and so this year it's set at eight and a half. So does he have another season where he gets over 500? I think he does. I would 16 not, seasons. I would not bet against them. I would not bet against them. I mean, look, that team was horrible on paper. They'll be better on paper this year. Pickett's in the second year. The offensive line's going to be improved. You know, PJ Watt's going to come into the season healthy. He'll be healthy. They'll be better on defense. They'll they'll have a draft behind him. You know, he's just a resilient, and the team gets better as the year goes on. I mean, that's what you want if you're going to hit these over titles. You know, over numbers. You got to get better as the year goes on. It's not who's three and one in September. It's who's getting better in Pittsburgh. I mean, when they got blown out by Buffalo or they got blown out by Philly, they got better in the second half of the season. 
And the division, if Lamar Jackson, I mean, he says he wants out of Baltimore, that's going to make the division a little bit weaker, too. So, yeah, I mean, look, Huntley went to the Pro Bowl, though, Stormy. <laughs> Stop it with that. <laughs> um, let's look at some of these bottom feeders in terms of win totals. The lowest set numbers, Michael, are five and a half wins. There are two teams who are set at five and a half wins. Any guesses as to who they are? Uh, the Texans. Correct, Amundo. Got one. You know, and... and uh... I would say the Bucks. The the Bucks are six and a half. The other five and a half is the Arizona Cardinals. Oh my God! The greatest quarterback in the history of football, the Mayor Munchkinland. Are you gonna go well, he's going to start the season not oh my playing, gosh. right? How could you think that? I mean, this is the greatest player of all. He's our franchise player. It's what they told us when Jonathan Gannon got hired. Michael, my favorite bet. My favorite bet last season in the preseason was Arizona not to make the playoffs. And I bet it multiple times. And oh, that was so that was never in doubt. Never in doubt. <laughs> but you know the reason I said the Bucks. What is the Bucks number? Six and a half. See, the book's so darn good. I mean, like, the Bucks are going to be no good this year. They're not going to be good. They're going to have a hard Baker time. Baker Mayfield isn't the answer, Michael? No, and their defense <laughs> is older. They're, they're in salary cap trouble. They don't really have, you know, it's going to be a disconnected team. Like the, you, you don't. Brady doesn't walk out the door and everything's going to be okay. Like you know, Baker walks in. Like that's what makes the Lamar thing. Like, get rid of a couple guys, sign Lamar. Why wouldn't you? What I'm hoping for with all of these win totals is that like we'll start to see the movement start to happen a little bit, and then maybe I can get some more favorable plus money prices on one side love, or I the other. It. You know, we got to have some strategy here with the total. I just love that these are already out. I love it, too. We got Me win too. totals Before out. the draft, which shows you how little the draft impacts teams. Yeah. That's what show we got, we talk so much about how the impact of the draft is, and yet the book knows it's very little. Back to our final four talk with Harry Gagnon when we come back on the Lombardi line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with our MLB betting guide. It's available right now. We've got futures, team previews, best bets, and more. Steve Mackinnon's giving you power rankings on every team. Plus, Adam Burke breaks down how the new Major League Baseball rules will impact us as bettors. So whether you bet baseball every day or you're just looking for some valuable futures bets, our betting guide has you covered. Sign up today. Get full access to VSIN for 30 days, just $19 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Our next guest already getting in on the baseball betting as well. Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, joins us now, former sportsbook supervisor at AAO Harry. Harry, are you are we ready to turn our attention to baseball already? It feels like it's too soon. Let's go, Stormy. I'm telling I know it does, right? Right? Listen, and congratulations, by the way, again, with your San Diego State Aztecs. Amazing run right now. Thank so you. since you went to San Diego State, you got to kind of like the Padres a little bit, right? The pod squad. Yes, I do. I do. Is that who you root for in baseball? Mm -hmm. One of, well, I, I have very odd baseball allegiances. We'll get into that uh, as you get to know me a little bit more here, Michael. But yes, the Padres are certainly one of those teams. I actually had my high school prom on top of the uh, Western like metal building in, in left nice. field. So there we go. Really go at the old stadium. Um, at Petco. Oh, at Petco. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But go, Harry, what, what do you have for, for the Padres then to win it all? Or what are you looking at? I, I love them, uh, to win the division, uh, in the national league West. Uh, I think they're going to overtake the Dodgers this year, but I also do like the Padres for uh 10 to one. I've seen around at, to win the world series. This team is loaded. Machado got his deal done 350 million. 
Soto, only batted 242. I think he's going to bounce back. I have a big season. They got Xander Bogarts from Boston. Seven of the last eight years, he's batted 288 or more. Uh, and let's not forget about Fernando Tatis, who uh, joins the team in a little bit, too. This team is loaded on offense. I believe Blake Snell has a big season. The last two years, he started a little slow. I think he has a big season this year. Um, Joe Musgrove, uh, 2.3, 2.93 ERA last year, best of his career. Darvish is still there in the starting rotation. I love this San Diego Padres team this year. I think they overtake uh, the Dodgers. They beat the Dodgers in the playoffs last year in the division series, lost in the NLCS against the Phillies. But I think it's going to be an exciting season for the Padres this year in 2023. I got the Padres at 10 to 1 mm-hmm. to win the World Cup. Is that your favorite baseball bet, Harry, or you got more under your sleeve there? I've got, you know what? I do have a couple more, Mike. Mike, hey, Mike, I got Seattle. How about this? The Mariners. I like over 87 wins at minus 110. Uh, they, if you remember last year in the playoffs, they had the Houston Astros on the ropes. They let them off the hook. But I still, I had this bet last year on against all odds with Cut and Sal, Mike, uh, where I had Seattle over wins at one. I think it's going to do it again. Um, they've, uh, this Julio Rodriguez, I think maybe even eight to one for MVP. This guy's unbelievable. Only 10 players um, have uh, under the age of 22 or younger have hit 40 home runs in the season. I think he might be number 11. He had 28 and 132 games last year. Ty France is a legit hitter. Eugenio Suarez, 31 home runs in four of his last five seasons. I love the pitching staff here, too. Logan Gilbert won 13 last year. I think he's going to hit 15 to 18. Luis Castillo at 16 to 1. Outside shot at Cy Young. I love the Seattle team. I like over 87 wins for the Mariners. Oh, my gosh. You're all over it, Harry. And hey, Ty France, also an SDSU Aztec for life. So let's turn our attention to those Aztecs in the Final Four, taking on FAU. They are laying two points. Um, first time since that opening round that they have been favored like this. And mm. FAU has been so tough against every opponent that they have faced to this point in the tournament. How do you think things play out? Yeah, you know, story. look, I tried. I tried to make a case for your Aztecs. I don't think I can do it here. I'm on the out. They've got right. 35 wins. The 35 and 0 at home or on a neutral court. Just one senior on the team, John L. Davis and uh, uh, and Martin have been fantastic. At soft, Elijah Martin as sophomores leading this team in points scored in the tournament. I know uh, San Diego State prides themselves on their defense, and Trammell and Butler have picked up the scoring slack for senior point guard Matt Bradley, who's been invisible the last two games. I just don't think there's enough offense here. Better offensive shooters, better better offensive team is FAU. I think FAU wins this one in the close one. I think they move on to the finals. In, the, in a tournament that's been crazy already, why not a ninth seed in the championship game? Yeah, why not? I mean, you know, would it surprise right? you? I, I, yeah, I don't know if you could say anything could surprise you. But one thing about the tournament is you don't have to be the best team. You just have to play the best that day. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the, the San Diego State team seems to be able to match and adjust during the game. And this will be a, a, a mm-hmm. Dusty May, I think, will be challenged here. I, obviously, it'll be a great game. How about UConn? Can anybody take UConn down? Can Laranega take UConn down? Where are you in this one? It, 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 you know, I'll say this. And since 1960, UConn is the 10th team, guys. 10th team to win the first four tournament games by 15 points or more. Four of those teams did not win the title. Most recently in 2021, it was Gonzaga that didn't win it. I know they've been fantastic in the middle, Connecticut has. Klingon and Sonogo in the middle, fantastic. So hard to score there. But I am going to lean towards Miami, and I kind of like the over at 149.5 as well. Remember, Miami, let's not forget, they were, ACC was down this year. Don't, we know this. But 
They still were the number one seed in their tournament. Uh, Miami's been hot lately. Last three games of the tournament, they've scored 85 points or more. They scored 89 against Houston, who's supposed to be a tremendous defensive team. Isaiah Wong and Jordan Miller can score. Miller, unbelievable last game against Texas. Didn't miss a shot. Seven for seven from the field. 13th to 13th in the line. I think Norchad uh, O'Meara can battle the bigs, UConn's bigs, in the middle. I got Miami here. I don't know if they win this game. But Connecticut does have eight losses this year. They, they've had some rough spots during the season. I know they're red hot right now. But I kind of like Miami with the points, especially, like I said, they've been finding their scoring system. Uh, they've scored, again, 85 points or more, three straight games. I'm going to take Miami with a five-and-a-half, and I'm going to go over 149 because you kind of can still score, too, and shoot from the outside. I'm going to go over, and I'm taking the points. Wow. Yeah. I love it. I mean, they've been an underdog game after game, and they keep getting the straight-up win. But he, So here's my question in terms of, the final four standing in their championship odds, UConn, like let's say the points are too many, but UConn does still win. They're going to be favored in regardless of who wins between San Diego State and FAU in that championship game as well. Is there any value in laying the minus 125 on UConn to win it all at this point? Because the money line prices are going to be heavier in each of these games, but UConn has looked like this kind of unbeatable force in yeah. a lot of ways. I think that makes a good point. I, I think it is worth value uh, to take UConn now, because if you do like them against Miami, it's worth taking it now, because let's just say Florida Atlantic and San Diego State have a slugfest, you know, and the game is 58-56 or something like that, where San Diego's defense comes to fruition again, and maybe one of those teams pulls out a 58-56, like I said, like that uh, San Diego State Creighton type of game. Mm-hmm. But UConn just looks unbelievable again and rips and rips off another 15-point win. They're going to be through the roof against whoever wins in that game. So I think right now, if you like Connecticut uh, for the championship, you best take them right now and get by Miami. And you're going to probably look if they if they rip through Miami. What what's the number going to be against San Diego State against FAU? Is it going to be is it is it it's going to be at least five and a half because Miami's probably a better team you would think than those other two. So I think it's value right now to take UConn if you like them to bet them now for the championship. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no doubt that number is only going to go, especially if UConn continues to play the yeah. way they played right. and impress and go, and go forward. Harry, just curiously, who did you have in your final four when you started this thing? You know what? I, uh, Stormy, Stormy knows too. I had Creighton. I had Creighton winning the whole thing, and I'll tell you what. Uh, what a, I mean, I don't know if you make that call. There, like, there were 22 fouls in that game. Of the other three uh, uh, Final Four games, there were 30, 33, and 39. I just don't think that was the right call there to make that play. I, that ref has to deal with it. He's got to live with it. But uh, I had Creighton winning the whole thing. I did have, believe it or not, I had Miami in the Final Four. I didn't have them winning here, but I had Miami in the Final Four. I had Kansas, and uh, and I had Duke. I you know I I I'm, I don't like uh, Coach K. He wasn't there, so now maybe the mistake <laughs> of Duke isn't there. So I thought maybe they make make a run, especially after they looked so dominant in the ACC tournament, and uh, they laid an egg too. It was a foul, Harry. It was a foul. You got to call it a foul, Harry. It's like you were probably, you didn't think Bradbury tugged the jersey. I mean, come on. You got to call it a foul. Come on. But let's get to the real Uh, issue here. Yesterday, I had an idiot on. They called Nebhardt for the foul. He's playing on one arm anyways after the injury. Harry, yesterday, I had some idiot on Twitter trying to tell me Springsteen has only had one hit. You know, and I went off on him, and I called him an idiot, and I and I'll continue to call him one because he has no clue. He, does, he doesn't have to like the music, but it, respect it, right? Show some respect. How about he's got got to have respect. And how about he said one hit? How about he's got one hundred hits? 
Yeah, I mean, like it's uh, it's his catalog is ridiculous. You're compl everybody's complaining about the set list because the hits aren't some of the hits aren't on it. So, and this clown saying he's got one hit. Are you going to the you're yeah. going to Detroit? When, when's the next show? Tonight, tonight I'm in Detroit right now. It's storming outside. Uh, it's winds blustering. The, the the snow and rain is coming down, but I'm going tonight, Mike. Uh, he'll play tonight. Detroit medley tonight. That I that's my pick. That's my call. Bet that I, one. You know what? My friend, who's a huge, 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 huge fan, said he has to in Detroit, right? You got to play Detroit medley tonight. No yeah. doubt. Enjoy it. Have fun tonight, Harry. Appreciate you. Awesome guys. Take care. Thanks, Harry. Thanks, guys. Harry Gagnon, again, check out the Against one All hit. Odds podcast. One hit. And usually I don't fight back on Twitter, but like, I, I, one hit. You're an idiot. And it does bother me when I go to a concert and they don't play the song I want them to play. Of course you like, do. You go to the bathroom and they play songs you don't want to hear. It's just wrong. It's wrong. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Anytime you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. If you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, hotel rooms, and more at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Strip or nationwide. Sign up today with BetMGM or log on to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to please play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements requirements rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER you know usually it's eligibility that gets me 
That time it was requirements. I'll be better. I'll be better. Thank uh, you for doing that, Stormy, because I know I would be a disaster <laughs> doing that. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. Oh, welcome back to the Lombardi Line. We're wrapping things up here um, live from Circa Resort and Casino. Time for our pro tip. Every single show here at the network does these to help make you guys a more more informed betters. Um, they are searchable on the website, vcin.com, by sport and by show. So if you're looking specifically for Michael Lombardi tweets, you can just type that in um, and find them. And today's tip comes when it comes to win totals, Michael. And yeah. you were telling people a little bit earlier that there there's a reason why these odds get put up before the draft. You know, I, I think the one thing I've learned doing vcin for almost five years now is the fact that how in tune the book is to really the actuality of the game. And, and the everybody who's in the game, not the people who do the mock drafts, but who's in the game knows the draft doesn't really impact the team. It impacts the next year's team. So And those guys are already on the team. So the, the, this draft that we have coming up will have very little impact. And that's why the book is willing to put win totals up because they know that even if Bryce Young goes there, he's not going to move the number in Carolina any further than what it is, right? And so they, they have a sense of it. Now, you'll get some rookies that come in, Makai Parsons, for example, that made a huge difference to the Dallas defense. Did he move the win total number? I don't know. He made a difference, but he didn't move the win total number. And there's very few people in any draft that moves the win total number. And I think that's why if you like a team, if you like the Bucks to go under six and a half like I would, take it now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the draft's not going to make it go up to seven. You know, the betting's going to make it go to six, right? So you've got to be, you know, that the money's going to determine where it goes. So I, th- I think you look at that, and that's why the betting tip, take it now. Don't wait for it to start to move around based on people's perceptions. Yeah, I know it's not always fun to have your money hauled up for, for this long, but sometimes when that's the better number and it's yeah. something that you feel good about, don't be afraid to fire on it because um, yeah, they're uh, out here for a reason. Free agency will move the number. That's what makes the Lamar thing so strange. Again, everything comes back to Lamar for some reason today. But, you know, what would Atlanta's win total move to if they got Lamar? They would then be the favorite in the – so if you ha- so what happened three years ago, when four years ago, when Brady went to Tampa? Somebody knew at the Borgata, mm-hmm. a, a high-level better at the Borgata, knew, had information. How, I don't know that Brady was probably going to sign with the Bucs. So he got a great number on the Bucs winning the Super Bowl. Now, you know, that that was touch and go around Thanksgiving of that year, and they came through and won. But that moved the number. That moved the number. But all the number moving is over with. There's no other things that are going to happen other than Lamar. If you think Lamar is going to the Colts, and that hasn't been any indication of that yet, then you should bet the Colts now. Yeah, but fire unless, on that seven to one if you're confident exactly. and you're reading the tea leaves and you think that's the way things are going to play out. Right, exactly. Just like perfect word there, tea leaves. Frank Reich saying, you know, height isn't isn't what our concern is about the quarterback. That's a tea leaf telling you that they like that that Bryce Young could be. So you should hit on those numbers because you're. And the longer this goes, it's not going to be a positive number for you. So these last couple of minutes here, I want to go back to the NCAA tournament. Um, a little bit here I, of the 20 million brackets that were made on ESPN.com, yeah. only 37 people had this final four Get because out. who would you have? Like who, would, who I was impressed. There were that many. 
I had no idea there were 37 people had this final four. Had this final four. But I, out of 20 million, so that I has thought, to be like a shot in the dark bracket I for thought, sure. I, Femi told me that there were, after the first round, everybody got eliminated with their, which I found hard to believe, but I mean, it made sense. But Yeah, because you're eliminated if you have one loss, right? So it. no matter I where. I, oh, I got that. So nobody's had a perfect bracket, but Correct. but 37 people had these four teams in it. Exactly. I, don't, I was saying I didn't even think AI could come up with this final four like, you know like how ai goes against the the blue you know you've seen the documentary it, it went against the alpha go which is that chinese game that you play uh that goes back to the 14th century that's one of the hardest games to play and then chess alpha blue you know that they that finally the computer beat a player in, in chess uh, this to me i don't know if any if the if the computer could beat anybody in this tournament a four two fives and a nine i know that's not how i saw it but but in a season that we talked so much about there being all this parody in college basketball and who really are the top contenders. It actually, to me, kind of makes sense that it would play out this way, that the parody from the regular season translated to the tournament. No doubt. No doubt that it did, but I still, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard Will, to believe. Will Hill had a great pick with Florida Atlantic, and it made sense, but it seemed unlikely. Yeah, more than 271,000 of these brackets actually had all four of these teams bounced in the first round. So <laughs> there's that as well. Um, the one question I had for you. So my Aztecs, San Diego State, mm -hmm. they are riding a 12-game under streak right now. So a trend that began well before the tournament. First half unders have also hit in seven of the last eight games. Do we think that that trend can continue the total set at 132? 131 and a half range. Yeah, I, I would think it would. I think this is a little bit, I think this is one of those where it gets tight, right? Don't you think this is where the rims are tighter, you're, you're, the ball's a little harder, everything's a little tighter. The sight lines are different, you know. Uh, the, where are they playing? They're playing at Reliant Stadium? Mm -hmm. So, you know how it is in those, I mean, I went to the Final Four in Minneapolis and literally it was, I was there and, I was up in the upper boondocks and I, I was like, okay, this is it. This is ridiculous. I'm out. And I went down to the steakhouse in town and I sat next to Mike Bray and we watched the game from there. I had a better seat. Like, I don't know how people do it. Right. <laughs> I don't know how, I think it was Manny's steakhouse in Minneapolis. It was great. I, I enjoyed it. But the reality of it is, is I, I don't know how you can watch it. And those sight lines are hard for the players to score in those games. They all tell you as much as you go to shoot around at the game, it's not an easy place to shoot. Dan Dackett said that shot that Keith Smart made, I think it was in the Superdome. I mean, that was a hard shot, especially on the sideline. Yeah, and SDSU, the last two games, I mean, they've held Alabama and Creighton, who are two like good three-point shooting teams. They shoot a lot from three to three of 27 from range when they held Alabama, and then I think it was two of 17 for Creighton that they just have not been allowing the three ball to go. And FAU's game against Tennessee, which is where I'm kind of I'm trying to draw some parallels because SDSU is such a defensively minded team. The final in that game was 62-55, so 117 points scored yeah, I, in that game. I, I think if San Diego State, win, I think again correlation betting, and they'll be interesting to talk to some other guys this week. But the correlation betting to me, if you like San Diego State, I think the under is in play. I really do. So we were talking to Harry. Um, about UConn, I asked him the question if it's worthwhile betting them still at minus 125 because if they beat Miami, that, I mean, the, the money line... It's going up. Yes. And so is there also maybe, is it worth looking at the MOP, the most outstanding player thing? Because Adama Sanogo 
is your favorite at plus 225. He's averaging 17 points per game and seven boards a game. He held Drew Timmy to 12 right. points. So if they win, Miami's defense is, tr- is, is not good. Be the MVP or Hawkins could be the MVP, and you've got plus money on both those guys. So instead of playing, this is brilliant by you, instead of playing the UConn at minus money, play Just these play two guys. Those guys. For, right. That's a way to make money. That's really good. That's really that, that that's the that's part of this whole thing that you have to take in is the alternative way to make money on something that the book won't give you money on. UConn, they're not gonna let you get that where they can on this. This is really good. That's excellent. So I know we we we've kind of glossed over it a couple times now. You have to pick the winner. Who is it? You know, for me, I I, I would have a hard time going against UConn yeah. again, but I, I would caution this again. I'm going to keep saying this. It doesn't have to be the best team that wins. It has to be the best team right, that, day. that day. You know, we could, we would not have beaten the Russians in hockey in 80 if we played them 10 times, but we beat them once. Right. And we won the gold medal. So to me, I always go back to that. It's the Herb Brooks speech. Not tonight. You know, tonight it's <laughs> not about, this night, not this night. That's right. So that's, to me, why everybody has a chance. That is like one of my favorite. I love Miracle, the movie, by the way, as well. That was a really cool thing. A few years back on the 45th anniversary, um, the Golden Knights hosted a lot of the guys Did from that really? Miracle on Ice team. And so I got to meet a couple of the guys, oh, and it was really, really cool experience yeah, and sharing those and stories. Patriots. Yeah, they Belichick used to have a lot of those guys come in. They're all kind of some of them are Boston guys. It was great to relive that memory and go back to Lake Placid and hear that, you know, and did that talk resonate with you? Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah, it's great. I'm sad we're done for the day, but keep it locked on VEASAN, folks. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 